Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Taken from my husband, he killed someone after that said someone did something worse. Before I post, I want to be honest that I'm not the one who did this. My husband did this many years ago. In fact, he hid this from me. And if it wasn't for my mother-in-law, I would never have known it happened. It's going to be long and complicated, and I'm going to be fully truthful about these events. So, I'm a 36-year-old woman, and my husband is 38. We have two kids together, both under 11. I'm originally from India, and my husband is from Pakistan. These are important details. I know it's sensitive. I met him when I was 21. He was in India for studies. That's what he told me. His family is influential and wealthy in Pakistan, and I came from an average Brahmin family. I was Hindu and converted to Islam after my marriage with my husband. We became friends quickly after we met, and two years later, we were married. We eventually moved to Pakistan. I had to cut off my side of my family after they disowned me for marrying a Muslim. My husband's family has always been understanding and supportive, however. They even allowed me to practice my faith freely and never pressurized me into anything. It was only after we had kids that I decided to convert. So, nine years ago, we decided to move to Canada. My husband has a lot of relatives here. A few months back, my brother, ex-brother, reached out to me and basically let me know our dad isn't in a great condition. Heart attack. That he needed money and if I could arrange money, divorce my husband and leave my kids, they would accept me back. I told him that wasn't possible. My husband actually helped them and sent money without my knowledge with a note that even though they don't accept my husband as their son-in-law, he respects my family. And wishes my father a speedy recovery our bond deepened over time our marriage is literally in its best stages now we've been doing great financially and emotionally our kids are very attached to my husband's side of the family and his mother visited us all the way from pakistan in february so now is where the trouble begins my mother-in-law and i have been very close she considers me as her daughter now when we were talking back in february she blurted out that if her daughter had been alive she would have been my age it was strange i never knew she had a daughter or that my husband had a sister i asked her about it and she looked surprised she asked me if my husband told me and i said no things get awkward and then she reveals that she had a daughter who would have been my age if she was alive she then told me when her daughter was 17 she was brutally assaulted and burned alive while returning from her school this incident destroyed my husband as he loved his sister and he moved out for five days immediately without telling anyone my mother-in-law and father-in-law were devastated of course and did everything to then search for their son and also found out who the assaulter was two weeks after my husband came back the police come and arrest him it turns out the assaulter had been in turn brutally murdered it was really 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 brutal his entire face was disfigured penis chopped and hands cut off his heart was carved out just hearing about the details sent goosebumps in my body i literally had to adjust my position and ask her if she was being entirely honest and she told me she was as her daughter was burned there was no way to get evidence to find the killer 
but my husband somehow tracked down the murderer It turns out the guy who assaulted his sister was already a criminal and had numerous assault cases against him He was a serial assaulter. My mother-in-law then described this as the darkest period of her life The family was literally shattered at this point She told me her father-in-law my husband's grandfather was a politician And they had to spend a good amount of money and use a lot of connections to close down this case legally It also received media attention So it was getting big and the family's reputation was on the line alongside my husband's life It took eight months to close the case and my husband had to leave for india for education to be safe It all somehow made sense, but I was still shell-shocked My husband has never been the violent type. I had no idea how this happened or why my husband hid this crucial thing from me It's awful. The entire day my head was spinning I confronted him that night and he confirmed it happened. He wants to forget it He explained it in a broader way He knew who this guy was because a couple of days before this incident a similar one took place And my husband learned about it in a newspaper He tried to warn his parents to allow him to escort his sister long story short school was far away They had two cars and both were in use, but he was assured it was all right When he got the news he went to his friends and they tracked the guy down He said his friends helped but it was ultimately him who did the final act He doesn't know why he did it, but the rage was too much He told me the guy cried and begged but my husband told him this is what his victims did too but he hadn't listened why should he he also told me that the only reason police found out about my husband was because of the knife which he forgot to rub his fingerprints from and a woman saw him pulling a man to his place during our entire talk he was calm and collected he didn't deflect but was truthful to all of my questions He even told me the justice system is screwed everywhere and that victims do not get justice His only regret is he wasn't able to show his sister what he did to her assaulter It's been two months since he told me this i'm going to be blunt. I love my husband But knowing all this has me rethinking everything. It isn't something you get to know and be okay to accept It's different. My husband is a loving and humble soul. He's generous. We do charity He also feeds homeless people once a week and his family never ever forced anything on me and treated me as their own I never saw him as violent It's as if the man who did the events that were described and the husband that I know are two different people My husband said therapy tremendously helped him grow He's also trying to get me into therapy because it came as a shock for me. This happened in pakistan We all know that the justice system is screwed out there There are some more details which i've rubbed off because that might track our identity When I posted this same story in some other subreddits Everyone reached out to me saying my husband is a saint and I agree this man is my everything The fact that he never disrespected me treated my father says a lot and I can't ever repay him back a quick note to everyone I'm open to questions, but there are a few questions I would like to avoid as they might hamper our security There are also a few questions that I have for my husband too But i'm afraid to ask because it will open past trauma Wow, never before I don't think have I been as conflicted as to my opinions on a story than this one On the one hand you cannot argue with the fact that what your husband has done is truly terrible It's obviously illegal. He's killed someone. That's a fact However with the context of knowing exactly what this man did to your husband's sister Does that then in part legitimize what your husband did? It's such a tough one. I'm not entirely sure what i would say is that your husband did the world a favor 
Now look, it's up to you to decide whether you think what he did was too far or not. But for me, someone like that is just rotting the earth and needs to go. And I'm not advocating murder here, but I am saying knowing that your husband will forever have your back and is a fierce protector of his family, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I crushed my ex-wife's hopes after she cheated on me. A bit of background. I'm a 36-year-old male as of now. I've altered the names of the characters in this story. So, we've got Rebecca, my ex-wife, who is now 34 years old. James, my college buddy, and the guy Rebecca cheated on me with. Saladin, my other guy friend. And Lisa, who is Saladin's cousin. So Rebecca and I were what you call college sweethearts. We survived college and the hardships of life. We got married in our early 20s. I was 25 and she was 23. But ever since we got married, things were rocky. Not from the start, but situation-wise. I was in medical while she was an accounting major. There were things that were okay with me, but not with her. Despite being married, she acted like she was a free bird. Now, of course she was, that's a good thing, but there was marital neglect from her side. In 2016, she joins my friend James's company as an accountant because it pays well. I was happy because, hey, he's a buddy of mine. Slowly, she started to complain about things that were in place. She didn't like where we lived, had problems with everything I did. She didn't like the food she used to. I'm a great cook and she loved my food. Our fights intensified by a margin where she'd call me names, that I'm good for nothing, she earned more than me, coming to this part later on. The drastic turn here was that Rebecca and James were hanging out with our mutual set of friends. I got word of it and it seemed off. So I confronted both of them, to which they both said it was a sudden plan and that I was out in the field. Coincidentally, it happened on the same day I was out of the city. They might have planned it beforehand, I'm not sure. Come 2017, the year my marriage blew up. So I was sure there was something because my bedroom became a freaking dead one. I was increasingly paranoid and whenever I tried to address things, I was turned down. Now look, I'm not a saint. I constantly yelled at her to tell me what was going on because there was just something off. Your favorite person rarely talks or does stuff with you and they claim it's nothing. Does that sound okay? It was also the year we were at our peak financially because our debts were paid off. My friends and I decided to open up a medical shop that provided medicine as a side venture. So one of those friends was Saladin. He proposed that we celebrate the opening at a pub. When we go there, I noticed a girl that looked exactly like Rebecca. She was dancing with another man and it was quite dark. I get a closer look and lo and behold, it's Rebecca and James dancing hand in hand. I wasn't too bothered because hey, they're friends. I was here with my colleagues and she was there with hers but it was bothering me. I decided to send her a text asking where she was. She's usually on her way home at this time. She told me she was already at home. Now that was a red flag. I told her to stop lying because I could see that she wasn't. I could clearly see that she was getting paranoid and then she told me she was on her way. 
I noticed she left the pub afterwards. That night, when I got back, I asked her about James. The look she gave me was as if she saw a ghost because she was not expecting that question. That look was what told me something was definitely up. If you ask your significant other about a friend, they should act normally. But the way she acted was abnormal. That night itself, I snooped on her phone. Curiosity was killing me. The password was changed, so I couldn't get in. The next day, I saw her password over her shoulder and snooped it. There were hundreds of thousands of texts right there. Countless nudes, calling him daddy, degrading comments. My wife and I had made a vow to each other that if there was ever anything we needed to explore, we'd be transparent to each other. She'd broken that vow. She confided in him how much thrill she felt that night at the pub. I went through everything. What hurt the most was that she herself told me if one of us ever got bored of the other or needed to spice things up, we would let each other know. She destroyed everything. I couldn't look at her the way I used to anymore. I cried that night and confronted her stupidly without any evidence the next morning. She yelled at me and stormed out after telling me I was abusive and insane. She told all her friends that I was abusive. That afternoon, they created a messenger group where everyone ganged up to troll me. When she came home that night, she told me she was in love with James and wants a divorce. I told her to talk first, but it turned into her berating me. I yelled at her and she called the cops. I was asked to spend the night elsewhere, so I went to my sister's. And when I returned the next morning, James's car was there. He'd spent the night here. There was nothing needed to explain. He was doing it on purpose. Heck, she was doing it on purpose. I went to see a lawyer. As we didn't have a prenup, she already filed a complaint about me being abusive. It wasn't looking good for me. Not once, though, did she try to apologize. Not once did she try to make amends. Our country law doesn't count infidelity as a fault. So even with that, she's entitled to half of my everything. But her complaint can sue me up. A few days after that, when I was still living with my sister, I tried contacting Rebecca, but she wouldn't reply to me. Rebecca hit me up, telling me we should get divorced. And that was it. 12 years of relationship, four years of marriage, and she ends it with a text. I was freaking convinced that James was taking my place. She handed me the divorce papers. Everyone from our friend circle was convinced that I was a freaking abuser and James was her savior. That she did the right thing to cheat on me. We were officially divorced during the start of 2018. She was already dating James openly during our divorce. He was her life. I lost my job, my house, my reputation in her little affair. I had to change the city I lived in, move someplace else to restart again. My pal Saladin helped me massively in that fresh start. He got me a decent paying job that was nowhere like my previous one, but it was better than the rest. We became close buddies while I was working to earn back what I once had. Dating life was over for me. I just couldn't trust anyone. It was a complete non-contact between me and Rebecca. The last I heard, she moved in with James and they were doing great. Cue the revenge. At the end of 2020, my life was actually blowing up. COVID helped our cause with broken backs, but filled our pockets. Our pharmacy venture turned huge, so I was able to make a lot of money. I met a friend of mine from whom I got a tip that James and Rebecca were done. James had cheated on her and left her, but Rebecca had a child with James. He was absent since birth, so he didn't sign the birth certificate. So Rebecca is raising that child as a single parent. She tried dating, but she wasn't over me 
bought James the audacity. Part of me was happy, but gosh, I really missed her. I sent her an email asking how she was doing. She wasn't expecting to hear from me. We exchanged mails and reconnected. Our first meeting was in 2021 after several years and she looked awful. She gained weight, lost the charm and looked utterly exhausted all the time. Frankly, just her look made my blood boil and triggered me, but I also wanted to take my revenge on her. Life had already done that on my part, but hey, I'm a pothole. I wasn't done with her. She told me about James and reopened the earlier wounds. I got my closure, which made me feel a bit better, I guess. She said she was sorry. She wasn't thinking straight. What was she doing? James had poisoned her mind against me. I told her I would forgive her if she comes clean to everyone and clears my name. To be fair, she did that. Losing a lot of friends, but she deserved that. My name was clean. She wanted us to date again. Clear words made me raise that butthole James's child. I told her I would agree to it, but we needed to date and marry first. Only then would I legally adopt her child. That little guy is adorable and I had taken a liking to him. Now guys, you're probably wondering, where's the revenge in all this? Well, here is the truth though. I was already seeing someone. It's pretty safe to say I was cheating on that woman with Rebecca. She was a client of mine from a different country. We were in a long distance relationship. Rebecca and I were living in different cities, so I never moved in with her. But I played it well, saying I needed to travel for business. So, in reality, I was only getting Rebecca's hopes up to then crush her like she crushed me. We were getting intimate, but condoms were used. Rebecca felt that she'd found love again. I pushed her to therapy to get her to be normal again. Everyone was commenting how she was getting more happy with me. She'd praise and then say sorry, do little things for me that she used to when we were married happily. Trust me when I say, I did have a lot of emotions attached to this woman. I actually considered the revenge, thinking if it was a good thing to break her heart. She could be traumatized for life, but she had never thought of my heart when we were married. So why should I think of hers? Her birthday was coming up last year, October. Lockdown was eased and my someone, her name's Lisa, was in my city. For the birthday gifts, I grabbed Rebecca for ring shopping. She picked out her favorite ring and got it wrapped. She was elated because of that. That night, she came up to me, crying that she was sorry for ever hurting me. She looked genuinely remorseful, but I had no feelings for her except indifference. Lisa was Saladin's cousin. I'd already told her everything beforehand. Now, she was against my revenge idea, but I managed to convince her somehow. She was uncomfortable with it, but understood that I needed to go through with it. So, on Rebecca's birthday, I drove her to our favorite spot where we were married. It's a nature's place. Lisa was already waiting there. I then introduced Lisa to Rebecca, saying that Lisa is my girlfriend. Rebecca went white and asked me what that meant. What am I then? I introduced her to Lisa as Rebecca, my ex-wife and friends with benefits. And there and then, I proposed to Lisa with that ring. Rebecca went nuts and started yelling, to which I replied, how the F can she expect us to work out when she nuked us? I'm never dating a dirtbag like her again. She asked me again and again if we meant nothing, and I told her, nope. Sleeping with her was just compensation for the pain. I got her to clear out the pain she put me through. Lisa was holding me back. She saw Rebecca was hurting. I told Rebecca that she needs to leave. She told everyone that I cheated and I was a butthole. This time, I took it as pride. Everyone had seen the dirtbag that she was. She had cheated on me and made me pay a high price for a falsified abuse. 
Now she wants me to raise her kid and date her. The last we connected was in December of last year. She wrote me a letter saying how sorry she is because she can't imagine putting me through the pain that she'd already put me through. She hoped I would live a better life. The last I heard, she was completely uninterested in dating. She looks awful. As of me, me and Lisa have stopped dating. There were differences between us. Wow, the only person I feel bad for in this story is Lisa. You know, what can you say? It kind of needed her to take the shrapnel, but it is a little bit harsh on her. You can't argue with that. What I would say, though, is the rest of it is completely justified. Annoying that Lisa had to be involved, but the rest, lovely and justified. What I'm waiting for now is Lisa to post on r slash nuclear revenge. If you're out there listening, come on, give us something. It's your time to shine. I would say that in general, everyone in this story is not great. It's like, you know, you know how bad it is to, to be cheated on and, and you've just done the same thing. It's not great, is it? I don't know. Well, is it worth it? Is it is it fair that because she did the thing to you, you do it to her? I'm not sure. The only geese that I love out of this is Saladin. Nice man. That's all I can say. And I tell you what, if you're a nice person like Saladin, then I know that you would click on this playlist of all my revenge episodes. If you want more unbelievable revenge stories, then they are all in this playlist. So go ahead, do yourself a favor, do what Saladin would do. Click it. It's also down in the description and in the pinned comment if you're watching on YouTube. With that all being said, hope you enjoyed and I'll see you all tomorrow for another episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.